They'll keep doing that over and over and over again because it's easier to lie than it is to face the truth. Why does a toxic person do so much evil or wrong or hurt so many people, but they still justify it? They still feel like they're good. They still feel like it's okay. Like I'm a good person. Like everything's okay. Like it doesn't really matter. It's not that big a deal. Why does a narcissist do evil? But then they view the opposite. They view it being good. A lot of times you'll see this in narcissistic relationships where they might say they're a good person. They might say, like, I do good things. They might say, I'm not that bad. I'm not that person. I'm not, I'm not unfaithful. I'm not all this stuff. But they're doing the exact opposite. And it builds over time that cognitive dissonance. It builds over time that intermittent reinforcement that builds a trauma bond in your mind based on hope, potential, cognitive dissonance. And you're like, wait a second, do I stay? Do I go? Like, they love me, but they hate me. Like, what, what is actually going on? And a lot of times people try to wrap their mind around, does, like, does a narcissist actually know or do they understand that they're doing evil? Like, how does it make sense that they're hurting someone, but they're saying, hey, I'm a good person? And sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their mind around what's actually happening inside the mind of a narcissist when that's going on. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations and I'm on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change for people that don't understand what narcissism is and they're trying to get out of those toxic relationships. As a result, I talk to people every single day all across the globe to try to be able to help them get clarity from the crazy making of being with a narcissist who's gaslit, manipulated, lied, cheated, hurt, abused, all different types of things so that they understand what's actually going on. Because when you're placed in the fog and the fear and the obligation, the guilt of what's actually happening in your life, when you're placed in that fog, you can't see. You can't see the truth. You can't see how to get out. You can't see what's next. And a lot of times that trauma bond carries into after the relationship and sometimes years after the relationship when you're like, I'm glad I'm gone, but I still feel stuck. Like I still want to interact. I still want to talk. I still think about them every single day. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to work on that? That's why I work with people to help break through the trauma bond, get through the rumination phase and get to a place where they're actually setting up their forward momentum of who they're going to be so they don't go back and so they don't get with someone down the road that is toxic. We'd love to have you follow on any of those platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and any of the uh, podcasts, the Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. If you follow on any of those, please like, review, share. Just share these things with other people who might not know what's going on. You can find us on all those just under Raw Motivations. If you haven't had a chance, download the NARC app. stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Just type in NARC into Apple Store or Google Play. A group of like-minded people. Um, at this time of the, the recording, there's like over 5,000 people that have logged on, started to make accounts to be able to help support you, to be able to help give you advice, ideas of what's happening, what you're going through, and then help you grow, change, heal, develop, move forward. So please check that out. There's courses, there's no contact tracker, there's journaling, there's weekly lives, there's monthly coaching, a lot of stuff that's going to that. So please check it out. We're super excited to be able to offer that resource and have a lot of people there to help support you because you need community. You need those people that are going to help you as you heal, change, grow, and develop. So a lot of times you think, like, how do they actually justify the evil? How they justify the bad by saying that they're good? Well, one of the things that it comes down to is gaslight. Now, we've talked about gaslighting. You've seen videos on gaslighting, all this kind of things. But when we're talking about gaslighting, we know narcissists gaslight other people, right? Well, I think one of the first victims that a narcissist has to gaslight is themselves. Like, they have to be able to change the thought process, rewrite the history, and be able to gaslight themselves as saying, like, hey, you actually are a good person. 
you know, when you punch that person in the face, like you're actually a good person. Like when you cheated on your wife, you're actually a good person. When you didn't show up for your husband, you're actually a good person. Like they'll have to change that in their minds. That's like the essence and the idea of gaslighting. Well, the goal with gaslighting is to be able to rewrite that history, is to be able to change like what's actually happened. And to be able to think through, okay, this didn't happen. This doesn't affect me. This is something that I box up or I compartmentalize. And you put that emotion to the side so that I don't have to deal with it. So the narcissist is always running from that idea. Well, what are they running for, from exactly? Well, typically what we talk about when they're running from something, it's the idea of guilt and shame. I made a comment before that the, the raging river that runs underneath narcissism is shame. Oftentimes, the triggers that pop up are guilt that leads to shame. Guilt is the idea of I did something bad or I did something wrong. And when I look at this, I, I realize like I did something that hurt another person. I did something bad, which leads to shame, which is the idea of I am bad. It's taking out that middle aspect and it's saying like, no, it wasn't that I did something bad. It's that I actually am internally bad. And a lot of times that'll activate that idea of shame. When you think about narcissism, shame is what underlies narcissism. Borderline personality disorder has abandonment that underlines those. And a lot of times I think the two of those kind of crisscross and coincide or kind of stream together a little bit with the stream of rejection between those two raging rivers. You see, when we're talking about guilt and shame, the idea is to not be impacted by it. It's to not have it show up and actually have to be accountable or understand this is what's going to happen. So as a result, a narcissist will avoid shame at all costs. They haven't been brought up with emotional intelligence. They haven't been brought up in an environment that actually can say like, hey, this is how I process it. So what it is, is I have to be able to avoid it at all costs. This is why other people get hurt in the relationship. And this is why other people get hurt in the relationship. And the narcissist doesn't care. Because all they care in that moment is I have to be able to avoid the shame that's coming at me. I have to do anything I can to be able to move aside and make sure that that shame does not impact me the way that it, that, it, that it should or impact me the way that I think it will. So as a result, I'm running away from it. I'm moving to the side and I'm letting that shame and I'm letting my actions destroy everyone else around me. Sometimes that shame like early on came from that development aspect in the family household. A lot of times it becomes from other people shaming that person as a young child, maybe devaluing them. A lot of times with narcissism, there could be abuse that showed and identified early on that that person wasn't worth it, or that person started developing that shame because of that abuse or because of that trauma that they went through. Maybe that shame started coming from rejection from a parent, of how they interact, of how they respond, of how they engage. Maybe the narcissist early on was devalued for their opinions, for their beliefs, discouraged from having emotions. Maybe making sure that they were seen, not heard, that everything had to match up a certain way, that you had to conform to a certain image, or you had to be a certain person to fit into the family system. Ultimately, what happens is you get to a place where there's no safe place to learn, to process, to discuss emotions, and effectively know how to handle shame, how to handle rejection, how to handle abandonment, how to handle those different things to understand how to heal, grow, change, and develop. And a lot of times people haven't taught their kids that, haven't shown them, you know, hey, it's okay that you messed up. Let's work on how we're going to respond to that next time. You know, it's okay that you feel bad, but like that doesn't make you bad. Let's talk about that. 
let's help you process those emotions. A lot of times with narcissists, whether it's from abuse, from trauma, from overbearing or over-controlling parents to enabling parents, any of those, a lot of times you don't have a good outlet for there to be a safe environment for feelings and emotions to get discussed and learn how to process in an effective and healthy way. A lot of times you'll see the idea of that being I'm bad and it triggers that guilt and that shame. It's like, I know I just did something wrong. I know I just did something that was hurtful. I know I just did something that made that person cry or that frustrated them or whatever it is. And that guilt and that shame pop up so much. A lot of times when I'm, when I'm talking about that, that guilt and that shame, like it feels overwhelming. It feels like impossible to be able to work through. And for other people, like I, I deal with guilt and shame all the time. It's okay. It's not that big a deal. Well, it's not that big a deal because you're not a narcissist. Like that's the difference in the mindset thought of like, wait a second, like this guilt and shame is literally going to kill me. Like that is the thought process that happens. He says with that shame, narcissists want to avoid it, right? Shame avoidance. They're avoiding it because of the responsibility and the accountability that are going to push that shame more on top of them, that are going to push that more underneath like the weight of like, I am bad. And the hard thing is to be able to actually get to the place of opening up or being honest about what they're feeling or what they're going through, and that's vulnerability. When I talk about honesty and vulnerability, I normally think of like honesty as like honest in the past, honest in the present, then vulnerability is like the next level up of like, I'm not just being vulnerable about how I feel maybe in the past, but how I'm feeling now. Like, hey, this conversation makes me feel unsafe, or hey, this communication, like this is how I'm taking it, or hey, this is what I'm thinking or feeling. Like that vulnerability is an added level of like honesty. But a lot of times you won't get that with a narcissist because a vulnerability for an empath would be like a paper cut. A vulnerability for a narcissist would feel like you're ripping my arm off. Like that's literally like the thought process, the feeling in one sense that goes through. So as a result, it feels easier to lie, to gaslight, to run away from the problem that's going to exemplify and shine a light on the shame that I have in myself. It's going to shine a light on not that I did something bad. It's going to shine a light on I'm an awful, terrible person. And so a narcissist has to be able to justify that, right? They have to be able to switch it around. They have to be able to gaslight themselves and others to be able to say, hey, here's my mask showing up nice and shiny. I'm a great person. I'm a great dad. I'm a loving mom. Like, I'm a great. And as a result, they'll keep doing that over and over and over again because it's easier to lie than it is to face the truth in the narcissist's mind. Not in logic, but in the narcissist's mind. It's easier to blame another person than it is to take that accountability. Let me push it off on someone else. It's easier to rage at another person and distract them from the thing that's happening in the moment. All those things feel easier for the narcissist than being honest and being vulnerable and opening up in that emotionally safe place to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm actually feeling. But as a result, because of shame avoidance, because of that guilt and shame pressing down a lot of aspects, they hide, they pull stuff in, and they build up these, these uh, defensive mechanisms, these abusive defensive mechanisms to be able to hold everything back and make sure that no one else causes them pain, causes them hurt, and they avoid those things. And as long as they can avoid them, it doesn't matter if anybody else gets hurt. As long as they can avoid shame, it doesn't matter if anybody else feels that, or if anyone is in the fallout or the aftermath of the narcissist. Do you see that in your life at all? Do you see that happening in the toxic person in your life? Because a lot of times they'll avoid shame at all costs, but a lot of times the cost is not to them, but it's to you. <laughs>